Hey, yo, what up? It's your boy, Pastor B. And you have tuned in to the Project Real podcast. On this episode, we're going to be looking into the news and talking about the NFL's first transgendered cheerleader and what that does in terms of our society and how we are rapidly breaking ground and rapidly changing cultural norms and gender dynamics and just how that might affect families uh, that might affect those of us who have unique values people of faith and uh I just want to open up some conversation. So stay tuned. This is Project Real. Okay, so the Carolina Panthers football team, NFL pro team, has hired its first transgender cheerleader in Justine Lindsay, a 29-year-old black trans woman, and she announced she'll be joining the Carolina Panthers cheerleading squad, the Top Cats. The news was first reported on BuzzFeed over the weekend, and I'm citing an article from Tat Bellamy Walker, Uh, shout out to Tat for writing this article uh, from NBC News. And it reads, in a post Monday, Lindsay revealed that she has been subjected to transphobic harassment since her barrier breaking announcement. She says, thanks to you, all my haters who think I'm bringing the organization down. Clearly I don't. The Carolina Panthers organization is an excellent one, one that supports all people she wrote. Lindsay's historic announcement comes as transgender athletes in the U.S., especially trans women and girls, face restrictions and bans in school sports. Wow. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Her hiring also comes as black women cheerleaders continue to be underrepresented in the field. Lindsay told BuzzFeed News that she is happy to represent black trans women in the sport. Ladies, I got to know something. And this has been burning for a while. So I really want to know what women think about this. Because when a a woman adopts the moniker of a trans man or or decides, yeah, I'm going to be masculine now at whatever point in their life, I personally get offended. Because you ain't no man. And you can say whatever you want to say. You can hate on me. You can say this, that, and the other. I just got to talk real talk. All right? This is, this is real talk. Human beings, okay, were created in the image of God. The Bible says male and female, he created them. Right? He created them in his image. If you say that God made a mistake in creating you, that's a whole other debate. But I will say this. God designed what he designed with specific intentions in mind. Having said that, a woman is not a man, a man's not a woman. So when I hear that a trans woman says that she is in fact a woman, 
I, I just want to know, ladies, do y'all think that this is accurate? Like, do y'all think that this is okay for this woman to say, or rather this trans woman, this, this man who has decided to live her life or their life as a woman, do you think that that's okay for her to say, I'm never going to have a menstrual cycle. I'm never going to go through the pain of childbearing. I'm never going to have to get a legit mammogram or a female exam. I'm not going to have any of some of the challenges of womanhood. But I'm going to say I can embrace my identity as a woman. Huh. Huh. You, you see, I think this is the challenge for us in our society. I'm not just trying to bash on transgenderism. I'm trying to say this. And this is, has everything to do with my culture and the way I identify the way I came up. In the culture that I came from, it was like, yo, man, if you don't rock like that, then you don't rock like that. If that's not you, then that's not you. Matter of fact, I, I'll make it biblical. I'll I, I show you in the Bible. The Bible says that Jesus came to his own and his own knew him not. Who were his own? He came as a Hebrew male in the first century. And that had a lot of cultural implications that had a lot of religious implications because of where he was born, who he was born to, and the people that he adopted as his chosen identity and nationality and ethnicity. Jesus was who he was intentionally. And he was authentically operating as a Hebrew male. So I, I take that and I see that, yo, authenticity is valuable and your cultural identity, whatever that looks like, is valuable in the eyes of God. And if I were to say, yo, you know what, let me go ahead and try to be somebody else I, I can't not unless I completely fake who I was intended to be or, or what God designed me to do I, I can't jump up and, and do what other pastors do what other uh, brothers and sisters in the faith do I, I, I can't be like my Spanish brothers and sisters or my Haitian brothers and sisters in, in the faith who, who are pastors and ministers. I can't do what they do. My, my white brothers and sisters. I can't do what they do and, and be authentically me. And so what I'm saying here is this. I, I know I'm going around the mountain here. But I got to say this. I'm saying at what point do we appreciate and embrace authenticity versus Accepting falsehood and calling it courage. Oh man, I hope you heard me right there. It was real talk. If I say I don't want to be a man and I turn around tomorrow and I say I want to be a woman, that is not authentically who I am. And yo, I might go out and join the cheerleading squad. I might go out and get on the dance team. I might go out and, and put on a dress and some heels and makeup and, and say I'm beautiful and I want to be a woman. But that's not who I am. And why 
do we embrace falsehood over reality and call that courage? Oh, girl, you do you. Oh, you just do you. Do your thing. Stretch your thing. Really? You fake. And it doesn't just go again. I'm not trying to just bash on transgender women. I think it just opens a conversation about authenticity. Because I, I don't care if you were a, a biological man or a biological woman. Yo, if I go out and let's say I wanna I wanna, you know, buff buff my chest up and I get pec implants and I walk around and I, I'm shooting pictures in the gym on Instagram and you see me, you like, dang B, you looking good. Yeah, brother, you know, whatever. I I I, I wanna just be me. I knew that I had the ability to have the physique. It just wasn't natural, so I made it happen. You fake. You false. You phony. You know, you got all the girls out here now. They on the gram. What they doing? They, they posing. You know, they poking it out. You know what they doing? And half the time they fake. Maybe that's padding in them jeans. You fake. You walk around and you borrowing something that makes you look a certain way but you don't even have that shape you wearing a shaper you're wearing padding you may have had augmentation you got lashes lips tips and hips i'm not hating on those things i'm just saying don't get out there and try to stunt and you fake I just never condone it. I never endorsed that. Coming up, you know, it was all about, yo, listen, man, if you ain't doing it, you ain't doing it. Don't be trying to front. And so now what we're seeing is, hey, listen, as long as you can pretend and perpetrate a fraud long enough, you might just be able to get to a high level and people will embrace you, even though that's not really you. And, and you know what, man? I, I'm, I'm praying for this 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 young man who biologically is a man. Yo, I, I totally understand how good it feels to do something that you've always wanted to do all your life. But there comes a point, and let me let me share this with you. There comes a point where our dreams can even be deceiving and shout out to Ruslan my man Ruslan because you know his whole purpose behind King's Dream Entertainment my man says yo our aim should be to live out God's dream for our life what has God designed for you what goal and intention did he have in mind and that's hard because you might say, hey, listen, I want to go and do my thing, but that's not God's will, God's plan. You might say, yo, you know what? I want to dress up like this because it makes me feel better. That's not God's will, God's plan. And, and again, it goes beyond just transgenderism. That's just the start of the conversation. It goes into, baby, you don't need to be up in the club with that tight dress on because that's not really what you're designed for. Because you're going to end up getting turned out. And you're going to say, yo, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, that's not, this is not me. Now you want to chill out. But yo, you embraced it. You went down the line. 
You took it so far, now you don't know who you are. Brother, you ain't thugging like that. You came from a good home. You ain't never been on the block. And now you now you, you busting guns and dealing drugs. And now you saying, dang, what happened? This wasn't even me. How did I get here? Because you're faking. You know, they used to say, man, you, you faking the funk, right? You faking the funk. Some people say faking the funk with a K, but I don't think it ever was with a K. I think it was faking the funk. I don't know what funk is, but yo, back in the day, we used to say that, man, you quit, quit faking the funk, all right? You fronting. I want to challenge you to consider this, and this is the full focus of the conversation. There came a time where a man came to Jesus and said, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And then Jesus followed that up with the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Why is it that we struggle with those two things. Number one, loving ourselves. Because if you love yourself, you know what? You'll be authentic. And number two, if you love your neighbor, you know what you'll do? You'll be real with them too. This is the Project Real Podcast. I'll at you, boy.